Hi, welcome to Mad Beast, the Australian Rollerblading Podcast. This is Mikey Lynch, and today I want to talk quickly about um, how to make your protective gear last for as long as possible. I'm assuming you're wearing protective gear. Um, a decent number of rollerbladers are getting old, um, and uh, once you're working and if you're married and you've got kids, then suddenly you can't necessarily afford to be out of action in a big way because of an injury, and uh, maybe just in general you're a little bit, you know, your amygdala has become more developed, your ability to process risk has become more developed in your frontal lobe, and your um, uh, you're just conscious of the fact that all things being equal, you're less likely to be seriously hurt if you've got protective gear on. And so it's pretty normal for older bladers and skaters and BMXs to be padded up. Um, uh, not everyone does, and it's that kind of weird thing, right, that it's this whole thing that it's cool and the pros don't wear the protective gear because that's, like, better for some reason. And I, I don't quite know why it's better. Uh, somewhere along the line, it was uncool to have pads doing an extremely dangerous sport, I guess. You know, whatever. Um, but assuming you do wear protective gear... Um, and uh, those of you who are older, I guess, which bladers again, it's, you know, our heydays in the past, so a larger number of us are older, like the, um, the biggest single demographic of listeners uh, for Mad Beef is 25 to 35, then a decent chunk in 35 to 45 as well. Um, um, but protective gear is there to fall on it, right? And, you know, you're more likely to fall and fall safe if you've got protective gear to fall on. Um, but as a result, it wears. And it, no matter how heavy duty the stuff is, eventually um, the material parts of it um, start to wear down. Um, and, you know, I don't want to be going around every time I start to get a bit of the material pull away from a wrist guard or a knee pad uh, to have to go out and buy a whole new set. So how do you make this stuff last as long as possible? When my, um, I have like a 187 big, beefy, enormous pillow knee, knee pad sort of stuff, and one of those began sort of, um, had kind of torn through just next to the, um, the cap uh, on the right knee, and so it had torn right through, and you could sort of see the padding underneath. And I went into our local um, skate shop here in Hobart, Jimmy's Skate Street, uh, and I went in there and, and just asked them, you know, what's what's out there in terms of repair, um, what was their advice, um, and they said, yeah, look, it just is the nature of the beast, you've got to go through protective gear if you skate a lot, and you've just got to be willing to buy new stuff fairly regularly, um, but Jimmy said, he's this kind of older, crusty skater guy with enormous dreadlocks, and, um, and he goes, duct tape, just use duct tape. And you can't fix it with duct, then it's ruined. You know what he said. Um, uh, you can't fix it with duct, then it's, you know. <laughs> I love it. I just love that little line. Um, and so, um, so duct tape is kind of the thing, right? You, you duct your pads into place. You duct your wrist guards into place. You do the best you can uh, to hold the stuff together as long as you can. Of course, that stuff's going to wear through too. Um, so what I've come to doing now is uh, combining uh, 
duct tape along with actually just sewing back together, just having the needle and thread and just sewing the stuff back together. So you sew your, your wrist guard bits, uh, leather bit back into the um, whatever the kind of uh, other kind of more material stuff is. You sew, I sewed that gap in the knee pad back together and then taped over the top as well to add a little bit of extra protection to the, um, the thread. I don't look, I don't have anything. There's probably people out there, I'm hoping you can tell me what particular kind of thread would be best and most heavy duty to use. I'm assuming it's not your average cotton thread. So let me know what would be the best there. Maybe some of you even have like, um, uh, you know, Intel on sewing machines. And maybe if I got extra um, bits of kind of leather, uh, I could sort of sew the leather in over those places for them to last longer. Things like that probably could. Um, uh, yeah. And, and look, a final thing was that um, the, one of my wrist guard splints, you know, the kind of little kind of angled um, bit on the um, uh, that goes into the actual wrist to kind of hold it steady so hopefully you don't do anything especially nasty. One of them snapped. And I only had these wrist guards for like three months or something. Just at the after Christmas, um, and one of them snapped, you know, that early, so annoying, and I think I spent like, I don't know, 60 bucks on these, a decent, decent pair, um, and, and so, no way was I going to be, um, buying another pair so soon, so, in the end, what I did was scrounge around, because my kids aren't doing anything dangerous enough yet, really, to warrant, warrant worrying about safety gear, um, and so I, in the end, scrounged around, and, uh, a lot of our, the wrist guards that we had for the kids have slowly been absorbed into the dress-up box because they look kind of like cool ninja gloves. And so, particularly my youngest, Toby, he'd um, take the splints out of them because he, they annoyed him and just have these kind of cool, velcroed up sort of um, forearm length kind of wrist things, you know. He thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So... Um, why am I telling you that? So anyway, I ferreted around in all of that and ended up finding a splint for one of the kids' wrist guards that went in fine. And I reckon that's probably what I'd recommend with the wrist guard. If, if you get a splint snap, as I have, is um, see if you can find a crummy pair. And if not, just go to like the, the tip or the op shop or the salvos or the, you know what I mean? Like just go to the crummy place, even just Kmart and get the get whatever wrist guards you can and just, just like scavenge them for... Um, for the splints to slide into your own wrist guards. That would be my um, my little workaround there. Because this this equipment costs a lot of money, you know, to be replacing new all the time. And if you're uh, using it a lot, skating a lot, trying things and so falling on it a lot, then, um, then you're gonna chew through the stuff. And so here's a... The, a few little thoughts. I reckon some of you out there listening have got brilliant little bits of ideas about um, what else could be done. Uh, so, yeah, let me know and um, add that to the mix as well. That'd be cool. Hey, before I finish up, um, as I think I mentioned on a previous podcast, I've, I've managed to grab a whole bunch of old um, DVDs, uh, CDs and even some VHS cassettes off some Hobart blader who'd quit blading and so I was just giving away stuff. And um, just every, every now and then I'll watch a bit more of them. And one of the ones he gave me was Video Groove 21, VG21. Um, I can't remember now what it, it has like kind of guns as the kind of motif, but um, 
what's really fun about it is how it's like, um, I don't know what year it was, but it's kind of got heaps of the people who are, who are the greats today, but heaps younger, and so that's just quite fun, like, um, there's uh, Chris Haffey and Chris Farmer and Alex Broskow, and, um, and they all look like little babies, and they're all kind of dressed a bit kind of skater, gangster, baggy, little fresh-faced things, um, but it's interesting because they're all noticeably great uh, at, at, at this point, at the VG21 point as well. Um, and it's quite fun knowing the future and knowing these guys really do go the distance with their skating in a big way. So, um, yeah, that's kind of fun. Um, and in other news as well, um, you should check out the podcast called The Powell Movement, like the, like bowel movement, <laughs> um, because uh, just recently there's a huge interview with Arlo Eisenberg, and that was really fascinating to listen to. I mean, he's just a great personality and a great talker, um, but it was fun hearing him tell all that story again, and uh, just kind of c- cool spending time with it. And you get to hear his point of view on the whole X Games thing, you know. Um, so um, check that out as well. All right, bye. Ad V for Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch, theme music by Edifice Architect. You can find us on Facebook and SoundCloud or subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you have any questions, comments, requests or podcast contributions, please message us on Facebook. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a once-off or regular contribution. Even just two bucks a month, every little bit helps. See you later.